Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. It's Friday. Um, you know, just a few years ago, I would have asked, and I did ask, where are the leaders? Where is the Churchill? Where, where's anyone that is standing up to this madness? Where are the leaders? Well, we're seeing them now. Uh, we're seeing people standing up and willing to take the hit. Say whatever you want about Donald Trump. That guy was willing to take it in the face over and over and over again. And out of that, we have Ron DeSantis. Uh, we, ha- uh, we have Elon Musk. These icons, these heroes are starting to rise up. The age of men. It is returning. And I want to talk about that in 60 seconds. First, if you're one of the millions of Americans who suffer every day from pain, I want you to listen up. There is hope, and it comes in the form of Relief Factor. Every day, if you listen to this program, you hear testimonials from real people just like you that were desperate to relieve their pain, and they tried Relief Factor. 70% of the people who try it for a three-week quick start, you'll know within three weeks if this thing is going to have any effect on you at all. Um, 70% go on to order more month after month. Why would you do that? You do that because, like me, it works. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. You just take, you know, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, the little packet. This is, I mean, I'm, you hear that? That's my packet I'm going I'm to take here in the next break. Uh, it is Relief Factor. Go to ReliefFactor.com. 1995. Try it for three weeks. Get your life back. It's ReliefFactor.com or 800, the number four, Relief. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. So where are the men? Where are the men? Last night, I went to a concert at the Toyota Music Factory here in, um, in Dallas. And uh, I saw a show with my, my son and my son-in-law uh, of a group called AJR. I don't know if you know AJR, but th- th- these guys, they're, th- they're three, as they said, three dorky Jewish boys. Uh, singing pop songs and they started when they were 15 real prodigies and uh, their brothers and they they started making music and they still make music in their living room and 
I think probably about three or four years ago, my son and I took a trip across the country and I was really having a hard time getting a handle on where his head was. And I said, um, you, you play the DJ, you pick the songs. And he said, I don't know if you're going to like these guys, uh, but, but I want you to, you know, try this. And I heard it. And the more I heard, the more I liked. And I understood my son because of the music he was listening to. And this was a, a real important point in his life and our understanding with each other. Here he is 13. And I knew he was afraid of something. I knew he was, he, he, he was just afraid. Um, and the first song he played for me was this. My new address is Listen to the lyrics. So I wrote it on the back of my hand Cause I leave the nest this coming December To make it as a grown man I'm not to lose my only defenders I'm packing up whatever I can If I can't let go, what if I come back home, back home? Oh no, don't throw out my legos. What if I can't let go? What if I come back home, back home? Can we keep my legos at home? Cause I wanna move out, I don't wanna move on. Now, he's, you know, at the time, 13. And when that song played, I just answered, no, we can't keep them. And your mom and I are moving the minute you're out of the house. But uh, uh, I understood him. And the more I listened to this particular artist, AJR, the more their lyrics are, the more the lyrics became something that, you know, I, I wouldn't have said this because he would have immediately rejected it. But the more I was thinking, yes, continue to listen to these guys um, because they are uh, last night at this concert. You really need to see it, especially if you have uh, kids. But I mean, the average age was probably 25 years old um, and it, it wasn't a bunch of kids. It wasn't a teen. This is not a teeny bopper, you know, kind of group. Um, uh, but it was so refreshing to see all of these what are they millennials 25 years old yeah the millennials they're listening to this group and you know arms raised up and singing these lyrics these lyrics are so culturally important and rare today the next one he played for me was uh fantastic a, a message you never ever hear it's called 100 Days. Remember when we all got drunk I ended up with two broke thumbs Oh my God, I felt so dumb Lucky me I wrote a song that no one knows I played a show and no one showed Oh my God, I felt so
hundred good stories, a hundred good stories make me interesting at parties. Isn't that fantastic? This is the opposite that our culture is now pumping in. This is the opposite. They're saying, how lucky am I? I broke my thumbs. How lucky am I that I, I did a whole bunch of concerts and nobody came? Because it gave me something. It gave me character. It gave me stories that are interesting. That is fantastic. Once you put it into context, as they do in the song, and the last part of that was, because I'm not scared of you no more. Not afraid. We are not addressing the real fears. Can you imagine growing up in this age? I cannot even begin to imagine. Kids are not going out and playing. You know, the one thing I remember growing up, especially every summer, was I was out of the house in the morning. I would do my chores and I'd be out of the house in the morning and I wouldn't come back and I didn't have a cell phone. Nobody was tracking me. Nothing. I didn't come back until the streetlights went on and we would go and play. We didn't organize a play. We didn't have, you know how important it is that your kids play without a referee. Your kids are out playing baseball, soccer, whatever it is, without a referee and without adults. They have to figure out how to get along, how to solve problems and arguments without others going, hey, you knocked that off. You only need that when they're breaking windows. I know your parents knock it off. But going out and playing, organizing, watching out for each other, all of that stuff is lost on these kids. It's lost. And imagine, I mean, we are all thinking to ourselves, I don't care who you voted for. We all know this thing's coming apart. This whole thing is coming apart. So that tension is in them, too. What is tomorrow going to be like? They also don't have any idea of what can't be done. And so everything can be done. So there's no wonder anymore. I mean, I think that's why Elon Musk is so, at least this is why I like him. The guy is looking over the horizon and saying, don't tell me we can't do it. Of course we can. We just need to get all this other apparatus, all this bureaucracy out of our face. Let people do it. Because we're in a new age. We are having a problem now. Because our Congress is about a thousand years old. If you added up all their ages, you have enough experience to bring you back to the dinosaur age. They're not looking forward. Their horizon is maybe five years from now. And those are the people steering us. It takes youth to be able to look forward. It takes middle age from 40 to 60 
to couple that with a little bit of wisdom. And then it takes the older generation to go, slow down, slow down. Right now, all we have is the slow down. And it's not wisdom, it's greed and corruption that motivates them. I was talking to my sons last night. And we were talking about women and how to treat women. And um, my son-in-law said, you know, I've heard you say it over and over again. And I've said it over and over again to my son. Hey, you don't treat women that way. Hey, you don't hit women. Hey, get the door for your mom. Show respect for women. And in, in you know, traditional families, at least, we are taught, boys are taught by their fathers and others, how to treat a woman. He asked me, have, have you ever heard anybody teach their girls how to treat a man? And I thought, no. I've never heard anyone say, hey, you don't treat a man like that. Have you? And in that vacuum, we have destroyed man. Men are not men anymore. They're really nothing. Because a man can be a woman. We are taking apart the genders. And once you take apart, this is the basic building block of all of the universe. All the animal kingdom, everything, male and female. An egg and the fertilizer. It boils down to science, not the science, but science, basic science. You destroy that and everything else becomes a lie everything else because does it get any more basic than egg fertilize life family it doesn't that's it that's that's how it all began gang even if you believe in evolution uh, those monkeys were doing something in the cave. So we are destroying men, just destroying them. And I want to talk to you about that. Give me 60 seconds. And we'll come right back. No doubt in my mind at this point, we are in serious financial trouble as a country. You know it and I know it. Um, you know, there's there's a couple of things that we really have to pay attention to gender uh, being destroyed, families being destroyed, the currency being destroyed. And, you know, hey, let's go have war with Russia. 
Right now, I can solve one of those things with the Tuttle Twins books, uh, and that is inflation and destroying our money supply. You have to know what caused it. Uh, this is such an important book. This is a series of books made for your kids that you can read to your kids. But I'm telling you, this is such an important thing, and most adults don't even know it. I've asked the Tuttle Twins to give this book away for free. This is the last day. You can get The Creature from Jekyll Island by the Tuttle Twins in the Tuttle Twins series. You can get it for free. All you have to do today is go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. I think every household should have this. Every household should have the whole series from the Tuttle Twins. But this one is really relevant right now, and it's free. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Ten seconds. Station ID. So, if you look at, you know, history, or you look at even the Bible as a history book, you will always see men gathering at the gates. Men gathering at the gates. Why? Well, the men watched for intruders. They made announcements. They carried out justice there. In the Bible, they convened with angels at the gates. The men at the gates, they were not only responsible for the physical protection of the city, but also the social and the legal and spiritual protection as well. The men at the gates. And some men met at the gate. They were protectors and supporters. Others were not. Others also uh, met at the gates. And they were the destroyers. So... We still have men at the virtual gates, uh, but most of the men are destroyers or they're drunk and asleep. And I don't mean I don't mean chemically drunk. I mean, spiritually or temporally just drunk. They're not on guard. Men are supposed to be protectors and leaders and supporters of their family and their community. They're, they protect. How many men are doing that right now? Protecting our communities. Protecting our families. Oh, yes, cops do that. Leadership in 2022. This ain't ancient times, but it's not even the 1970s anymore. And we're not going back. And part of that is good. I mean, you know, 1950s, all women were housewives and all men work at the office and have a briefcase. Man, I'm glad those days are gone. I'm glad. I mean, I think everyone, Stu, that has been in charge of my television division has always been a woman, hasn't it? Last 20 years? Uh, often, yeah. 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 Um, great. Great. But where are the men and I don't mean in position. I just mean, where are men? Where are men that are willing to stand at the gates? See, what's going to happen is men are going to get really pissed off soon at all of this stuff because they're just being erased. And so there are men now that are coming back and saying, you know, women should stay at home. I don't know these people. But I am afraid that that will cut. We've got to go back to tradition. Okay, all right. Male and female, mom and dad, okay. 
But we need men who define themselves, men who serve, men who care. Most importantly, men who are driven by a moral code. Do we have a moral code anymore? You know, look at what we've done. We first destroyed all of our heroes. This is so brilliant in the way this has been pulled off. What did they do? They chipped away for a hundred years at anyone who could be a hero. By the time I was growing up, they had already destroyed the founders and everybody else. And now they were going after other heroes. There was no such thing as an American hero anymore. Someone your kids could look up to. And then the last part, heroes gave up on it. The people who used to at least, you know, try to do the right thing because, hey, the kids are watching me and the kids look up to me. That was over. Now it's like, yeah, I'm doing blow. What's the deal? Yeah, I was doing it at home plate. What's the problem? I'm no role model. You're a man. You should be a role model. People just gave up entirely on being a man. Well, we're at a place now where the men and the boys have to be separated. We have to separate the men from the boys. And I think we're starting to see some real modern day leaders. Ron DeSantis is one of them. Elon Musk is another one. I wanna I wanna continue our conversation and the difference between men and boys. Next. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, the, um, the left always says, you know, this is the greatest charitable thing you can do is give to, you know, the IRS. That's not charity. That's a waste of charitable funds. And it also hardens our heart because then we're standing around going, why isn't somebody doing something about it? Well, why aren't we? This is why I love Tunnel to Towers. I love good, honest charities that get you involved. Charity Navigator uh, rates Tunneled Towers as a four out of four. This is the kind of organization that does what it says it's going to do. And what they do is they take care of the men and the women who took a stand to protect us, our country, and our communities. So firefighters, police officers, uh, soldiers, when they come back or if they don't come back, Tunnel to Towers is there for them in a big way. Please do your own homework and consider donating $11 a month and join. Join with me at Tunnel to Towers. T2, the number 2, T.org. That's T2T.org. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn is the place to go to subscribe to Blaze TV. Use the promo code Glenn. Welcome to Friday, the Glenn Beck program. We're talking about the difference between men and boys. And um, we need good, strong men to stand up. Not strong man, not a strong man, strong men. You know, our founders, do you know that women could vote 
in the founding era. Did you know that? This is not an, this is this is something that the men of the age understood. The men, the thinking men. I'm sure there were players like my wife. She just keep her. She's in the kitchen now. She caught on fire last night at the <laughs> stove. But she ain't smart enough to vote. I'm sure those people existed. Okay, but the founders, the th- the men. They didn't have a problem with women voting. They didn't have a problem with men holding office. You know, there was a judge in, uh, where was it, um, New Hampshire. He was the flat first black man to be elected, and it was like 1723. And he served 80 years as a black judge, or uh, 60 years as like a black judge in a white community. Okay? A lot of this stuff is, is new and definitely not American. Not American. Women could vote, but it was one vote for the property. So whoever the property owner was. So, you know, husband, wife, widow, widower, didn't matter. One vote. Just go vote. That all changed. Because I think boys got involved. Greed got involved. Power became involved. And that's the difference between the men and boys. Boys are reactionary. They're petty. They're distracted. Men are grounded. Men are supportive. Men are alert. There's actually this movement among the boys uh, to abolish the 19th Amendment. Are you out of your mind? Well, men don't have a place. Women, Shut up. Go protect a gate, will you? Men protect rights. Men protect families. Men protect common sense and decency. You know, my, we were talking last night. My grandmother was asked to dance by my grandfather. This is like 1915. Asked to dance. They had not met before, but he spotted her across the room. And he went up to her and said, hello, my name is Edward Jansen. And would you like to dance? She said, no, my grandfather never danced with her after they were married or anything because he thought, you know, they didn't talk a lot. Uh, he <laughs> thought that she didn't like to dance because she said no. And it was like at their 50th wedding anniversary that he said, well, she didn't like to dance. And he, she said, where do you get that? And he said, you turned me down to dance. She's like, because I didn't know you, we weren't properly introduced now, think of this right now. Go, go ahead. Try to date. People think it's creepy if you go to a bar and you like work up the courage to go over to a girl. They, they, they This generation is starting to think that's creepy. That's not creepy. That is unbelievably nerve wracking. Now you just swipe and people are now getting into this place to where. Yeah, we're going to have sex. And then if the sex is good, maybe we'll date. What are you, out of your mind? How do you even date? I know girls, I know women here that are not dating because of that. They're like, I'm just hoping that some guy is going to go, hey, I kind of like the old timey way and let's get to know each other. That's remarkable. That's remarkable. There's something to be said for a code of honor. There's something to be said about, I mean, is there a better thing? I No, I, I don't want to date you. I mean, the dancing thing is probably a little over the top, but 
we haven't been properly introduced. Meaning, somebody that I know should vouch for you and say, hey, Clara, I want you to meet my friend Ed. You two, you two should dance. Okay? There's something to be said for, for that. We don't have, there's no trust at all. Things are becoming very toxic, thoughtless, sexist. Women are being destroyed. They are. Your girls are not going to be able to compete in sports. Dave Rubin said to me yesterday, he said, you just wait, because some guy who's like the Colin Kaepernick of the NBA is going to say, well, yeah, I'm a woman. And he'll go into the WNBA and he'll crush the women. Then what? I mean, nobody watches it anyway, so it doesn't matter. But I might start watching it if that happens. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> that we, would be a fun league. We need real men in America again. Men who empower their communities and everyone in them. Men who say enough is enough. Men who thoughtfully choose for themselves when and what to react to. Men who create peace and not chaos. We don't need any more boys. We don't. We don't. We've got plenty of them. We don't need more boys in our, you know, between our four walls. We need more men at the gates. Maybe this is just me because I spent time with my boys yesterday and they're growing up. And I don't know what I can't relate to their world at all. I don't think any of us can. World has changed dramatically. But. Boys are not being taught how to be men. They're being taught that being a man is toxic. John Wayne said, a good man has to have a code. You know, that's why Yellowstone is so popular. Because as sick and twisted as it is, they had a code. The Sopranos. Why do we like the Godfather, because there was a code. Now, it's screwed up and it's bad, but there is no moral code anymore. Patrick Henry said, great men overcome the evils of life. Abraham Lincoln is said to say, uh, said to say uh, a man stands his tallest when he stoops down to help a child. Ben Franklin there's never been a truly great man who is not also truly virtuous. We hate dictators because they're not men, they're monsters. Manhood is not about oppression. It is virtue, duty, service. That's what our whole life is supposed to be. At the heart of manhood and at the heart of womanhood is love. Love is patient and kind and selfless. It's not irritable. It's not selfish. It doesn't insist on doing things my way. It rejects darkness. 
It rejoices in faith and hope. That's manhood at its finest. Frank Sinatra, you know, some people get their kicks stomping on the dream. That's all it seems like we are surrounded by now. People who just want to stomp on dreams. And it's not because uh, it's not because they're necessarily uh, negative about it. It's just that they just don't they don't have success. You're not going to have success. Or if you have success, then I'll lose some of my power. So I'm going to stomp on you. Look at what is coming for Elon Musk. The good news is here. We we've we've heard the phrase before, and I think there is nothing more true and appropriate to explain today's world than this phrase. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men and weak men create hard times. We are in the area uh, in the era of hard times because weak pathetic men have allowed themselves to be stomped into oblivion with lies. Women need men like fish need a bicycle. Really? Really? Men can get pregnant. These are all lies. Men need women. Any good husband knows. Uh, No, let me rephrase it. Any good husband is like, I give my wife anything. I'll do anything for my wife. You know, even in the worst of times, you're like, just tell me. Just, just tell me what it is to stop the madness. Just tell me I don't understand. But that actually does come from a place of love. And, and at that point, surrender of like, I, 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 I don't speak your language. I don't even know what you're talking about. And good women are the same. They may not understand, but they just want their husband to be happy. Hard times are here because we have had weak men, but hard times create strong men. That means a new era of good men are just over the horizon. It's our job to raise them. It's our job to encourage them. It's our job to be them ourselves. Good real estate agent has uh, a lot of responsibility when it comes to helping. Uh, You know, you got to buy or sell a home. They act as a firewall of safety between you and the sometimes terrifying amount of work that goes into the whole real estate thing. When you have a good agent, you know it. When you have a bad one, you know it, too. This is why we started realestateagentsitrust.com. We work with the best real estate agents in your area. The people who have decided to make this their full-time occupation, who throw themselves into it all the way. Uh, We only work with agents that we have vetted. And I mean, it's almost like an alien anal probe, the way we vet these people. I mean, it's not. It's not. Well, I don't think it is. I've never. Anyway. 
Um, they have to have a great track record of getting the job done, use the best practices. And quite honestly, um, we really like it when they are fans of the show or the blaze or something, because we know one of the worst things that happens, you don't have any idea who this person is. And in today's world, so this is the master bedroom. Oh my gosh, how dare you? Next thing you know, you're being crucified on social media because you said it was a master bedroom. Oh, shut up. Can I just buy or sell a house, please? Get the best real estate agent uh, that you can find in your area and you interview him yourself. It's a free service to you. You just write us, tell us I'm buying or selling and we'll line you up. With real estate agents I trust.com. Real estate agents I trust.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Miss a day, miss a lot. Visit blazetv.com today and never miss a moment of truth. On uh, tomorrow's podcast, uh, an hour-long interview with Dave Rubin that is uh, is really fascinating. Really fascinating. He is a, he's a, an amazingly um, brave, deep thinker. Um, we talk about just about everything. He talked about uh, trans issues, and can we can we play this? The next part of this is that it's it's actually the trans thing is actually rabidly anti-gay. I think we might have discussed this once, but if you were to take a five-year-old boy and let's say he's a little more effeminate, so instead of playing uh-huh. with GI Joe or Transformers, which by the way I played with, and and then I'm gay, okay, doesn't uh-huh. matter. But but so there are you know there's all sorts of people. There are there are heterosexual men who are more effeminate and more loving and whatever, but they happen to be straight. And then there are gay guys who are out in the woods wrestling I bears. Guys, <laughs> I know guys. I have friends that yeah. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, come on. You, I mean, really, you're not gay because yeah. they're very <laughs> flamboyant. Oh, they're not. They're straight. And that's that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> right. that you, you're not going to believe it, Glenn. Humans are a really rich Shut tapestry of up. all kinds of craziness. Wow. It's nuts, right? Huh. The human condition is really complex. Yeah, shouldn't stereotype. All, it's Put wild. Yeah, crazy. Uh, but, but really think about this. So now you take a five-year-old, a five-year-old in 2022, and this five-year-old plays with Barbies and is a little more effeminate, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. What would happen to that kid in school now? We know which is that the teacher most likely would encourage, or even the parent, would encourage them to start talking about gender identity. Oh, oh, you're, well, you are a boy, but you you feel like a girl, don't you? And then blah, 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 we're two years down the road, we're four years down the road, and Abigail Schreier wrote an incredible book about this, Irreversible Damage, that then they are literally transitioning this boy into being a girl with puberty blockers and the rest of it, and then ultimately it will lead to chemical castration and the whole thing, and most likely, what that boy was, was just gonna grow up to be hopefully a functional gay man, and that's it. So it's actually anti-gay. I mean, that's the it's thing. It's also anti-women. And, and it's anti-women because you've got Leah Thomas, yeah. who, who, by the way, has male genitalia still. Yeah. And have you seen the time lapse? I mean, people show you all sorts of videos with her. There's an, inc- oh. did you see it? Mm-hmm. There's a time lapse where they show you the race, so you know, there's just a camera on the race. And when you see the time lapse, how she, he, she, whatever, is just blowing past all of those women. You're like, it's, you know, we all know it. That's the thing. Yeah, we know it's, it's not right. You know, if if this isn't about being transsexual or different, in if this were reversed and girls said, 
and I'm sure there are, Maybe. but I want to play football. I wouldn't care at all if they wanted to play football. What I would say is, can we protect her? Right. Because she's, mo- I mean, she may be built differently, but probably not. Those I see in a high school with my son playing, and I'm like, that guy is enormous. He's going to kill you. Broken arms, broken legs, broken ankles. That was last season in my son's little school. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Girls are physically not as big as as boys are. It's just reality. It's reality. Yeah. It has nothing to do with anything. So why is it... Why can't I say that to protect my daughter? And why do I have to not protect my daughter there? The Glenn Beck Program. talk about bill o'reilly's coming up dhs disinformation governance board the border crisis elon musk but i just want to shoehorn this in quickly the biden family has no moral code this country should be saying shame on you not just because they're crooks but because of what they are allowing to happen to their father their grandfather their husband doctor Listen to this yesterday. It's humiliating. That will enhance our underlying effort to accommodate the Russian oligarchs uh, and make sure we take their, take their, their ill-begotten gains. <laughs> We're going to accommodate them. We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes, and other ill-begotten gains of Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah. Kleptocracy. The guys who are the kleptocracies. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. But these are bad guys. This is horrible. It's really bad. It's really bad. And, you know, I'm not saying this with any joy, and I don't want Vice President Kamala as president, okay? But this is wrong. The Biden family, shame on you. Most people who turn to Relief Factor have found themselves missing the ability to just enjoy daily life, and they'll try all kinds of things, usually to only find out that none of those things work. And then, some happy day, they decide to give Relief Factor a try. They have heard me talk about it. They have heard me, how I got my life back. Honestly, I could not hold a paintbrush in my hands uh, just five years ago, Uh, and I love to paint. Now I'm painting up a storm, and it is thanks to Relief Factor. Try their three-week quick start because it does work. 
Developed for you, it's $19.95. It's a dollar a day like the trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor. 70% of them go on to order more. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. Mr. Bill O'Reilly is here. The biggest story of the week, Bill. Me signing 8,000 copies of Killing the Killers before Tuesday. <laughs> that, that is unbelievable. And can you come over to my house and paint my living room, Beck, now that you're painting like a Yeah, really? Man? Yeah, funny. Ha ha. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Biggest story of the week. And, and I guess it's you're mad at the Biden family for... What are you mad at them for? I'm. I, there is no shame in that family. They, you know, Bill... You know, Johnny Carson left before things got crazy. Steve, uh, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Seinfeld left because he didn't want to go out. He wanted to go out on the top. This is humiliating. It's dangerous for the country to have our leader even look like this. But it's also humiliating. Does no one in the family say We've got to stop, Grandpa. Grandpa, you've got to. It's got to stop. I got it. Okay. So you're, it's a humanitarian play by you. You're just feeling sorry. <laughs> now, see, you're, now, see, you're Goodbye. making a joke out of this, but I actually do feel bad because I wouldn't want that to happen in my family. Okay. Um, but look. The Biden family is a plutocracy. Yeah, I know. As he, he couldn't say. Yeah. So, you know, they're in it to win it. And... To them, winning means amassing power and money. Oh, it's so sick. So if Joe is doddering and people like you and me are mocking him to some degree, which I will absolutely admit I do. I do, too, um, but I'm not here. Okay, but I have respect for the office of the presidency. Yes, so do I. But at this point in history, Biden's the third worst president that we've ever had. Well, third, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Woodrow Wilson and no. Jackson? No. Worst president, James Buchanan, the immortal Lancaster, Pennsylvania guy, who allowed the Civil War to pretty much take shape without doing anything. Herbert Hoover, number two. Herbert just, like, sat there for two years as people starved after the stock market crash and did absolutely nothing. Wow. You know what? Uh, Cause I'm a fan of Calvin Coolidge who also did nothing. Uh, uh, <laughs> I have a private problem with guys who did something like, I don't know, round everybody up, take them off their land and then profit off it. Like Jackson or Wilson who set into motion what we are now dealing with. Okay, but what you're, what you're discounting is that Wilson I'm not going to defend because Wilson had a stroke and Edith was running the country. Nobody knew it. Just like Jill Biden was running the country now. Oh. Nobody knows it. Um, but Buchanan was, was the worst. I mean, the no, Wilson, absolute worst. He, Wilson because was Jackson, a monster. Jackson did some good things, all right? So you get you got to tempt her that. Oh, so I you know Hitler asked, made Hitler made the Volkswagen. Okay, well whatever Hitler did, and Mussolini had the trains. I, I don't, you know. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, okay. all right so wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Name one thing Biden has done that has helped this country. Nothing. One. I can't. I can't. Okay. There you go. There um, you go. All right. So so Bill, let me uh, let me go to something he has done, and that is start this this. Uh, a ministry of truth. Ooh, I love it. 
I, I, the Ministry of Truth, headed by Nina Jankowitz. Yes. Wow. Bryn Mawr grad, okay, um, heavily promoted the Russian collusion story. Yeah, she knows truth when she sees it. Cheered the suppression of the Hunter Biden story. I get it. Okay. Yep. So she's in charge. I mean, look, does the name Joseph Goebbels ring a bell to anybody? Hello, Nina. Um, so this is just another in a long line of tra- there was a movie by Woody Allen way back, a travesty of a mockery of a sham. That was the line he used. Travisham right? mockery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what this. That's what this is. I know, but but don't take it seriously, Beck. I mean, I know that that Nina despises you and me. I, I don't know if she knows your supporting cast. I don't know, but mm, she yeah. despises us. Okay, but she doesn't. Not going to be able to do anything. Oh and yeah. Therefore, I'm, I'm trying to calm the waters here. She doesn't have any. Power. I hope you are right. I think we are headed. I I I pray that I'm wrong, and there's a good chance I'm wrong on this. But yeah. I feel like we are headed towards a nasty war where every single bit of executive power will be used. No, I don't think so. Well, uh, I think they've given up already on them. Uh, the Democratic Party. I I, I do have. One plan, if it looks like Nina is, is going to get tough, I think we might consider um, giving her stew as a sacrificial lamb. <laughs> <laughs> she, I'm, I'm, I've already, I've already made I mean? that phone call. It, no, I've made that phone like, call. Yeah. You can have stew, but you can't do anything else. Yeah. Um, um, let, me, let me ask you this. Um, <laughs> so you're not concerned about this no. at all. This is an extension no. of... The DHS labeling, you know, parents as terrorists and, yeah, and everything else. I, I, this is this is just another foolish, ridiculous travesty of a mockery of a. Can shame. you can Look, you make a can you make the argument for people who yes. might be listening? Go, oh, you know, I I don't want this information. Can you make the argument uh, that why this is strictly prohibited by the Constitution and why that's important? Well, if they actually try to do anything, which they won't. Okay, this is going to be like Alejandro Mayorkas, the head of Homeland Security. What does Alejandro do all day? Nothing. Nothing. That's what Nina's going to do all day. Nothing. All of this is a SOP, SOP word of the day, to the far left. But it's over. It's over. They already know that Biden has failed. They are desperately flailing around trying to find some way. They know November is done. They know the Democrats are going to lose both houses. Everybody knows that. And nothing is going to change. It's going to get worse. The economy is going to worsen. It always does when you have pressure on consumers who have to cut back their spending to put gas in their tanks and air condition their homes. So that always happens. Now they're looking ahead to 2024 going, holy, you know what? Um, You know, the Republicans have two viable candidates, only two, DeSantis and Trump. It's going to be one of those two guys, unless there's other things that come up. okay? but the Republicans have two viable candidates who could win. At this point, the Democrats have no one. Now, they're desperately trying, very secretly, to convince Michelle Obama to get into politics. That's their only hope. And that's where we stand. 
So all of this other, you know, disinformation stuff, this is just a, a smokescreen to get people's attention mm. away from the desperation of the Democratic Party. Bill, I would have said to you 15 years ago, you're dead wrong, but I learned a very good lesson. The only thing I am certain of today is that I am not certain of anything. I pray wow. that you are absolutely right on this. I, I just, back, I, I'm a, oh, I'm a catastrophist, so I see. You know, I know, I know, I, I know. You've got the food stocked up. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I thought you were going to say the one thing I've learned over the past 15 years. No, it's is not to listen to O'Reilly. No, it's not. Yes, it's definitely not that. It's definitely, uh, definitely. Every Friday I come on here, <laughs> definitely and I not wave. That. A magic no. wand of no. logic. You know, okay? if if you had, you know, if you had uh, had sent me, honestly, if you had sent me a copy of your new book, I don't know what it is. Killing oh, stop, the- Beck. We had the name of the person who handed it to you. I don't. We have it on videotape. <laughs> I don't know what you're even and saying. And you love that book. And it's coming out next week and blotty, 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 blotty. No, blotty. <laughs> Killing the killers. And I have a serious thing after you take your break. Oh, that boy. I want to tell you about it because uh-huh. everybody seems uh, wants to know. Your wife told me that in your sleep you go there. killing the killers <laughs> is the best book I ever read. You know what? Sleep. If I yeah. found out that my wife was actually talking to you, I think it would be divorce. I'd be like, wait a minute. Tanya you're t- told me. Yeah, you're goes, t- Can oh. you shut him up about killing the killers? I said, no. All right, Bill O'Reilly, coming back in uh, 60 seconds. Let me tell you about uh, LifeLock. You don't have to swim faster than the shark. You have to swim faster than the guy next to you. This is cybercrime. You'd think cybercrime is, you know, this giant shark. Yeah, well, that shark is giant and it is going to eat you. But the guy next to you also, he looks fine, right? He's online. He's doing this. No, he might actually uh, he might actually be a cybercriminal and you're not going to see it coming. You'll pay attention to the shark, but you won't see this coming because you'll think it does. It's not going to happen to you. It's going to happen to all of us. Most likely, your information is out 600 different ways. It's when it's all pieced together on the dark web that it becomes extraordinarily dangerous for you. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but uh, there's somebody, a lifeguard, that's sitting in the chair looking for the sharks and the, uh, and the swimmer next to you with a shiv. They can't stop all of the shivs. But uh, they do, they will swim out and pull you to shore and then patch you back up in case they missed that shiv. It's LifeLock. LifeLock.com. Save 25% right now if your first year with uh, promo code back at 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Promo code back. Do it now. 10 seconds. Station ID. All right, let's go to the border crisis, Bill. Yeah. This is, I mean, the testimony yesterday uh, by our Department of Homeland Security where they say, oh, yeah, no, we, ha- we have it under control. I, uh, what? What? Yeah. And it's about to get really bad. So I have nicknamed Alejandro Mayorkas Alfred E. Newman. Newman. Mad Magazine, what? 
me worry? (laughs) Look, this is the most vivid because you can't really see inflation other than your wallet getting lighter. But you can see the devastation of an open border policy that Biden has embraced. And you can see how weak Mayorkas was yesterday. And he's a weak man. You know, the Department of Homeland Security is in charge of protecting all of us from harm. And this is the guy in charge. George Patton would have slapped this guy 15 times, turned him upside down and dragged him out of that house chamber yesterday. That's how weak, ineffectual. And I'll just give you one example. 42 people on the terror watch list have been apprehended Mm -hmm. at the southern border. 42. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the question to uh, Alejandro was, where are those people? He couldn't or wouldn't answer that question. Are you blanking kidding me? I don't even think he knows where they are. I don't either. I don't think he cares where they Mm -hmm. are. Okay? So if the American people can't see the destructive nature of this administration, then they're hopeless. And, and, you know, I have a lot of friends who voted for Biden, and I have to admit that I taunt them a little. I <laughs> gloat a little bit. I got to look at them. I give them one of our bumper stickers. Regret your 2020 vote yet. We have those on BillOReilly.com. And, you know, I take a little delight in it because there was no doubt ever in my mind that Biden would be a disaster because he is not a smart man. So when you start there, not a smart man, and then you go to age 78, you know, he's not going to get any smarter. And so we're now seeing just a hapless administration with no ability to solve any problems and Everything is getting worse in America. When I is do the, believe there's going to be a revolution in November. Um, it, tell me the um, tell me the breaking point on the border. Is there one? I don't think so. It's just going to be attrition. You'll have two to three million people every year coming Jeez. into this country that shouldn't be here. Um, the narcotics are driving violent Horrible. crime all yep. over the country, yep. leading to hundreds of thousands of deaths. But again, people there, most Americans live in a little world that they have constructed. And unless the drugs or the migrants come into that little world, they don't react viscerally like they are with inflation okay because that okay okay let me let me switch topics uh, kind of on this i'm going to take it to politics per bloomberg a bipartisan group of senators will meet thursday to discuss options for passing immigration legislation this year <sighs> they are happened. they are now taught the republicans are pushing amnesty again no, they're pushing the DACA stuff that they've been pushing forever, but that's not going to happen. No legislation is going to be passed. Um, no, but what I'm saying is, if this is what they're thinking, when the border is on fire, when they have course. every every opportunity to make bold moves. And, and here's how sickening is, it really is. Yeah. The Trump administration had it under control. And people voted him out of office. Okay, that's how sickening it is. 
the Remain in Mexico um, policy had cut down migration into illegal migration by about 80%. And narcotics were not under control because they never will be because we don't really have a a sane policy there. But the flow wasn't record-breaking as it is now. So it's not like this hasn't been, couldn't be solved. Trump did it. It took him three years to do it. But he did it. And then Biden, first day in, blows out the Remain in Mexico, opens the border, and now we have the travesty. Okay. Um, we got two minutes, Bill. Tell me your story about uh, okay. killing the... This is uh, this week marks the 18th anniversary of Abu Ghraib. Mm-hmm. And you covered it, I covered it. Mm-hmm. Tremendous black eye for the United States all over the world as uh, U.S. personnel, CIA, and military did torture terrorist suspects in 2004. And there were pictures leaked to CBS, and they put it on, and everybody remembers that, right? Mm -hmm. Killing the Killers, the secret war against terrorists, documents that today the United States does the same thing. But we subcontract it out. So American personnel don't do it because there's a law saying they can't do it. But there's no law saying that we can't pay other people to do it. And it's being done. Horrible. Here's the kicker. No, it's not horrible. No, 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 no. It's horrible. You either do it and admit you're doing it or you don't don't, do it. No, I wouldn't do that either. I had to write this book. It's all classified information in the book, as you know. Okay. We would not have gotten Bakar al-Baghdadi without coerced interrogation. Mm -hmm. I take you through it step by step. He'd still be murdering thousands of people today if we didn't use coerced interrogation. And just the fact of what he did to Kayla Muller, 26-year-old American relief worker who he personally raped and then ordered to be killed, and her parents still live in Arizona, and it's unbelievable what that guy did. And U.S. Special Forces took him out based on information gleaned from coerced interrogation. All right. So the name of the book is Killing the Killers. It comes out on Tuesday. You can go to Bill O'Reilly, get a signed copy. It is Killing the Killers, BillOReilly.com. Bill, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much. Right. The Glenn Back Program. So Barbara wrote in about her dog's experience with Rough Green. She said, we have a six-year-old Cocker Spaniel, had some behavior issues over food. She never seemed to be satisfied. That's the opposite problem with my dog. Now, she said um, she also had allergies. Well, we're only a few days into our bag of rough greens, and we can already see an improvement. She's eating well to the point of licking her bowl and my fingers if it has any residue on it. So far, so good. Thanks, rough greens. Rough greens is not a dog food. It's a supplement that you put on the dog's food. It's as vitamins, minerals, probiotics, which is so important, antioxidants, you name it. The stuff that we are supposed to have all the time, and it is cooked out of kibble food. So feed your dog whatever you want, but put this on top because it has really important ingredients in it. Folks at Rough Green, so confident your dog's going to love it. They have a special deal. Just get a free bag. Your first bag will be free. All you pay for is shipping. Just go to Rough Greens, R-U-F-F Greens dot com slash back. Rough Greens dot com slash back. Or you can call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-GLEN-33. Rough Greens dot com slash back. Glenbeck's The Great Reset is available now in bookstores everywhere or at glensnewbook.com.
This is the Glenn Beck program. Um, tomorrow, it's available globally, the Glenn Beck podcast with Dave Rubin. Had David in uh, studio yesterday, and it's available now for all Blaze TV subscribers. It came out last night. Um, it is really well worth the uh, watch. And um, I think for for many reasons, but one of which is I know friends who counted Dave Rubin out and said, you know, Glenn, he's an atheist. Uh, he doesn't believe, uh, you know, uh, he, he believes uh, abortion on demand, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, don't count him out like that. First of all, we need people that think differently. Second of all, you watch because he's a logical thinker. Well, he has uh, embraced God. He talks about he talks about that in the podcast and where he is on the abortion issue. I would call him pro-life. Really? Yeah. Because I remember, you know, first seeing Dave uh, as he kind of made this transition. And that was one of the issues he hung on to for a long time. Long time. Uh, long time. You have to watch. Now, oh, wow. I you, not this, everybody yeah. will d- describe him that way. I don't know if he describes himself that way, but I think he's pro life. He's like, I just don't know when, you know, I think eight weeks, 12 weeks. I don't know. But he's at least to the right he's of, way of, the, of the left. Correct. <laughs> yes. And his only issue is. You know, kind of like rape and incest and right. all well, that. That was the Republican about. position yeah. for years. It was George W. Bush's it position. Certainly on was mm. not Dave Rubin. Mm. Uh, wow. He's a really honest guy and uh, and very 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 smart. Um, really looks at all the issues deeply. You can find that podcast uh, wherever podcasts are found. That'll be available tomorrow or right now on demand at glenbeck.com. Sorry, at the Blaze TV Blaze TV slash Glenn. Michael Malice is uh, with us, uh, another really smart friend. Uh, he is the uh, author of the Anarchist Handbook and the host of You're Welcome, Michael Malice. Welcome to the program. How are you? Michael, are you there? We've lost Michael. You know what this is? DHS. This is This DHS. is the first step the of first the disinformation step. board. They're like Michael Malice, too dangerous. Yep. Too can't be dangerous. heard. Yeah. Delete him immediately. I, look, I You know, let me let me play let me play something. I think Elon Musk uh which I want to talk to Michael about. I think Elon Musk is the Howard Hughes of our day. Remember Howard Hughes, richest man in the world? Howard Hughes uh, took TWA and made it a global airline. He changed mm-hmm. everything. He was under attack because the government was in bed with Pan Am. And they called him in front of Congress trying to destroy him. And, and this is how he dealt with it. Listen. Senator, may I ask a question? Well, now, if you'll just wait till I issue a subpoena for Mr. Mars, I've asked you whether or not you would produce him. And you said you didn't know, as I understand it. I don't remember if that was my answer. Well, what was your answer? I don't remember. Get it off the record. <laughs> well, now, Mr. Hughes, I'm asking you what your answer was. Don't and we're not going to was. have this bickering back and forth. You are before this committee, and you're going to answer the question. You asked me just now uh, about a reply that I made. My answer is I don't remember. Now, the man is well, taking I'll it ask down you now. Again. Ask him. What? Will you bring Mr. Mars in at the two o'clock session? Uh, I no, I don't think I will. <laughs> will you try to bring him in? Oh, no, I don't think I'll try. 
Stop. Yeah, that so is, good. if that's not Elon Musk, because he's just sitting there going, hmm, no, I don't think I'm going to do it. Uh, welcome to the program, Michael Malice. How are you, Michael? I'm doing great. Thanks so much, guys. So, um, I, I, you know, I, I look at Elon Musk and he's got to know what he's in for. But I think he's kind of like the modern day Howard Hughes. I mean, you know how Howard Hughes ended up, right? I mean, oh yeah, uh, no, yeah, I know. Oh, I mean, that's he, totally how Musk is ending up, isn't this the end of this? Like Musk is, you know, peeing into bottles in a theater. Like I totally <laughs> feel like that's how this ends. You know, his skin became translucent, yeah, and, and it was, it was, it was I really know. kind of uh, horrific stuff. And the yeah. air conditioner was covered in mold. Um, I don't think Elon Musk knows what he's in for. To be honest, you don't. Like, no, and I'll tell you why. Because I, I don't think even President Trump knew what he was in for. Um, I think mm. people don't appreciate the level of malevolence that the enemy class is capable of. And as a good example, this is Brett Kavanaugh. If you sat down Brett Kavanaugh, who, as you guys know, worked for the Bush, W. Bush administration, he'd been in Washington for a long time, and you sat him down, you said, you know, Brett, this is going to be an intense, you know, confirmation process. What do you think is the worst that's going to happen? And, you know, he would say, oh, they would make me out to be a racist or there's this one decision or, you know, this memo I sent to the president. The fact that he'd have to be on Martha McCallum talking about when he lost his virginity, I'm right. sure never entered his mind. Mm -hmm. I, I will tell so, you this. There, mm -hmm. there is um, we call it a Glenn Beck tax. Um, I meet so many <laughs> I meet so many people who like, oh, no, I, you know, I don't care about that. You're going to come under attack. No, I, I get it. I'm tough. And then they're like, I had no idea what it's even like to approach the gates of hell until I said, I like you or I'm working with you. And you don't really have an idea. Uh, and I don't even have an idea um, what it was like for Trump and probably Elon Musk. You might be right, especially if you've been the darling of the other side. You're like, nah, there's some good people there that are going to defend me. No, uh -uh. they all they all shut their mouths. And, and this is how it works. So he's got not only does he have literal children, uh, he also has you know SpaceX. He has Tesla. These are all vectors for attack. And you know, there's it's very easy for any bureaucracy, and they already announced they're going to start investigating him to start sniffing around. I mean, if you're dealing with space, I don't know how many treaties you must be, you know, that contradict yeah. each other. You must yeah. be dealing with internationally. There, there's got to be, you know, even if there's a completely clean, like an audit. You know, if so, if your your taxes are completely clean and you have the best accountants in America, it's still very easy for them to be like, all right, we're basically going to give you, you know, a, a prostate exam uh, and just sit you down and go through everything. They did this to Andy Warhol every year for the last like 15 years of his life. I know they did it to Ruben after uh, he endorsed Larry oh. Elder. They audited him oh, yeah. in California. So uh, I do not think Elon Musk has any idea uh, what he's in for because I don't think any of us has seen you know, the kind Full of enemy scope. class yeah. at this level of losing control. Yeah. Bill Twitter got a president elected. Yeah. Bill O'Reilly just said he doesn't, you know, he thinks that this uh, Department of Homeland Security, you know, truth board is uh, is nonsense. It'll be overturned by the courts and but it won't have any teeth. It won't do anything. I, I think he's wrong. I think they will well, use this until it's overturned in the courts. But they will just use this and go full steam ahead against their enemies. Well, I, 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 I'll kind of take a moderate between the two position, which is in the same way now that Setless was on Twitter, on Facebook, or I'm some, where I'm, you know, some department store. I can say, well, according to the SPLC, 
Or mm-hmm. according to this other organization, Correct. this person's white nationalist. So I'm not firing them because I have my finger on the scale, my thumb on the scale. I'm firing them because this other objective organization is telling me this is a bad person. Now they're going to say, well, mm-hmm. Department according of Security. to uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Daily Beast article, New York Times article, uh, John Smith, comma, who according to the Department of Homeland Security is a misinformation agent, comma, and then the rest of the article writes itself. So that's how they're going to weaponize this uh, rather than some kind of explicit over-the-head Orwellian censorship, in my opinion. So we have Elon Musk fighting back. Um, I think we have Ron DeSantis, uh, DeSantis fighting back. I think we're starting to see some people who are like, okay, enough is enough. Um, is this a trend? Are we, I, I, are we starting let, to go the other way? Let's hope so, because one of the worst things about Trump is he broke the barricades, he knocked down the walls, he breached their fortresses, and then he just stood there making fun of them. Yeah, He didn't do anything to press the advantage. He didn't dissolve any department in Washington. He didn't cut the budget. He didn't you know, kind of end any careers other than maybe some Republicans. So he, Trump, and the fact that he's still going on places like Piers Morgan and NPR, and he genuinely thinks that he's going to be able to schmooze these people. And I don't blame him because his entire career in New York, you know, before they he loved got him. into politics, was schmoozing. Uh, yeah. He was a darling of the view. People forget this. Yeah. Uh, as a New Yorker, like, you know, he was this big media personality. And he still thinks, and I think any president thinks, that the power of their personality is enough to get people to like them. And he's really, really wrong. Yeah. Um, let me go to uh, the student loan uh, forgiveness. <laughs> the, the Biden administration yesterday said the president's not concerned about this with inflation or anything else. There were so many things wrong with this. Talk about the student loan forgiveness idea. Well, there is no group more privileged, and I'm not being sarcastic or ironic, than college graduates. It is the most correlated thing to not being homeless, not being unemployed, to being able to get a job. It's you have the most advantages on paper. It's more than being tall, being you know all these other uh, things that supposedly give you privilege. There's if there's any group that I'm worried about with their debt, it's like the destitute, right? Yeah. If you could wave a magic wand, what about people who are in credit card debt? If there was some way to help them with the huge interest rates, as opposed to college graduates who have that resume, which will get them ahead, it's it's such so clearly a buyout of the worst people which is you know young college graduates who are very very opinionated and very very unintelligent and uh, and and unknowledgeable it's just an awful awful idea uh this is a function of you know the government taking over in large part the college loan industry uh and it's just and frankly what i think we should do is seize all the endowments of ivy league universities and distribute that money as reparations and pay off the debt that way i have to tell you those endowments they piss me off so much, you know, $50 billion in endowment. And um, and what are they doing? They're not paying taxes. They are working against our system. They are churning out monsters. I mean, it is those endowments piss me off. Yeah, just to seize them, tax them. I'm sure Harvard and Yale have the best lawyers in America. They produce the best lawyers in America. They'll they'll have to be some workarounds, and this would really yeah, this that is from a, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is from an anarchist. You're saying you sincerely would, would support the American government seizing the uh, the endowment funds? Let's just say taking the endowments from Harvard is my compromise position. 
<laughs> Michael, always good to talk to you. Have a great weekend, man. Take care, guys. You bet. Michael Malice. Ah. <laughs> uh, Perfection is almost uh, almost always imitated, but rarely duplicated. That's you know that you're going to realize this when you have a chance to compare my pillow uh, products to your run of the mill sleep products. If you have trouble sleeping, you are going to love the my pillow products. You really are. Um, try the Giza Dream Sheets. You're used to sheep the sleeping on whatever sheet. Uh, and you would think that something that is, you know, oh, it, this has a 500 million thread count. They're so soft. Oh, these Giza Dream Sheets made from the softest cotton. It's Giza cotton. Uh, and they come in as low as like 39 bucks. You can't beat the price and you can't beat the quality. You really can't. Try them. A.B. And if I'm not right, they have a 60 day money back guarantee. So you just send them back and go, yeah, I don't like them. 60 percent off now on the Giza Dream Sheets. Just use the promo code Beck at mypillow.com. Mypillow.com or call 800 966 3117. 800 966 3117. Mypillow.com. Promo code Beck. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. So it is fascinating to me, um, Elon Musk. I mean, he's he's a bright man. Uh, he must have thought all of this through. Um, but you know, maybe Michael Malice is right. It, he just didn't. He doesn't understand how vicious this system is going to be. I mean, you are going to space. If you've pissed off China, Russia, Europe, Great Britain, America, Canada. I don't know if you're going into space unless yeah. they launch you. I, mean, I think of just you brought up Russia. Yeah. Like they the Ukrainians are giving Elon Musk credit for turning the tide of the war because of what he did with Starlink and give yeah. them access to the Internet, which able to, you know, made them able to communicate with yeah. each other and maybe change the course of the war. I mean, who knows what could happen to this guy? He's already, Glenn, not living in a home and sleeping at the factory half the time. This can't possibly end well. I just, I like the guy and I'm rooting You're for him. You're saying like Howard Hughes. But, but like the Howard the, Hughes thing feels yeah. like the way this is. But this is weirder than Howard Hughes because <laughs> yeah. he won't end up in the top floor of a hotel with long fingernails. It's going to end up with him on Mars, right. living <laughs> on Mars. Very possible. <laughs> so, you But know. like, you know, that's the, the Howard Hughes thing is an interesting example because he felt like he could do anything, which is where Musk is. The government, he just he went ran afoul of the government and they came after him and they weren't able to necessarily was, completely destroy him. It, it was, just pushed him and pushed him and pushed him. It was his OCD that destroyed him, I'm convinced. If he wouldn't have had OCD, he would have succeeded. But in the end, he just couldn't function anymore because he became so paranoid and so OCD that it, it he could not function like a rational human being. Well, I, for one, am shocked at uh, how transparent the left has been in, in their hatred of African-American immigrants fighting climate change. Uh, apparently, 
They just despise African. He, he is an African American immigrant. Yeah. Yes. I mean, really, and I'll, I'll, think of this. What the what are the what does the left say is the most important thing? Climate change, mm. uh, immigration. Uh, you know the the uh, the the hatred of African Americans. Yes. Uh, and also uh, the war in ukraine and helping ukrainians he is like the key figure in all of all these of things and they hate so his guts true. they hate his guts so true and he even left africa to become an african-american mm-hmm. uh because of what was happening to the black africans yeah, he said he didn't want to harass black people every day in the army so yeah. he left uh, uh, i, I mean, uh, again <laughs> it's hard to imagine how they turned on this guy yeah who is like the ultimate example? Maybe this is the problem. He's the ultimate example of the American story, right? A, he a guy, really is. an immigrant who comes here legally and winds up turning into the richest man in the world. That's not a story they want no. people to know, I no. guess. But man, it's a great story. It's a great American yeah. story. And now that you brought up Putin, you know, <laughs> he has a tendency. Let's just say it this way Elon, don't go up on any roofs and stay away from open windows. <laughs> To the Glenn Beck Program, it's Friday. Before we begin this hour, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, well, let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. Stop doing business with companies that really despise you, and they do. They don't like your values. They uh, underappreciate you. Um, they work against everything that you believe in. I mean, if you believe in Planned Parenthood, and that should be furthered, then keep using Verizon because they donate portions of their money to write directly to Planned Parenthood. Hey, shout your abortion. No, thank you. And instead of not just not doing business with Verizon, I want to find a company that actually is standing for me and my values. Somebody that is giving me a great service at a great price. I'm even going to save money if I switch. But I also know that these people appreciate me and are fighting for the same things that I believe in because they believe them too. Switch now. Get your phone service from patriotmobile.com slash back. We have to start building this parallel economy. We have to start using companies where we can that agree with us and are working with us to preserve liberty and freedom. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call call 972 Patriot. Use the promo code Beck and you'll save and get free activation. Well, Stu, here we are. Uh, there was a 
Woo! There was a lot going on yesterday. I mean, not a lot going on uh, with Joe Biden. Could we play uh, Joe Biden's um, stumble yesterday during his speech on Ukraine? That will enhance our underlying effort to accommodate the Russian oligarchs uh, and make accommodate. sure we take their take their their ill-begotten gains. Ill-begotten gains. Once. We're going to accommodate them. Accommodate twice. We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes, and other ill-begotten gains. Ill-begotten gains twice. Of Putin's kleptocracy. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kleptocracy. Mm. Klep- the guys who are the kleptocracies. <laughs> They're not kleptocracies. But the these guys. are bad guys. Yeah. Okay. Mm. They're not kleptocracies. They're kleptocrats. Well, no, the guys that are the kleptocracies. Glenn. No, no, they're the kleptocrats. No, no, he's talking about the guys that are the kleptocracies. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's a totally different, different thing. Group. Okay, yeah. all right, okay. So, but Listen he also said ill-begotten. It's not ill-begotten. No, it's yeah. ill-gotten goods. <laughs> that's right. Ill-begotten? <laughs> I didn't even... It's so funny. There's so and many of these things. And my only ill-begotten son. Right. No, that's it's not, not. No. It's not it. It's not it. And then accommodation. We're we're going to accommodate them. Why are we accommodating the, people the oligarchs? That, I thought yeah. we were. We thought they were bad. They, are they saying America? Please take my yacht. Right. Okay, we'll accommodate. <laughs> we'll <you>. accommodate. <laughs> that request. I mean, yes. I mean that is just. It's sad. It is really sad. And remember, this is in a speech that supposedly is directed to Americans, but it's directed right to Putin. Yeah, he's asking for thirty three billion dollars in additional funding. And we're going to get tough on uh, these kleptocracy people. This is so sad. Do you think anyone in Russia is like, oh, yeah, no, he's on the ball. No, no, no. Don't don't underestimate this guy. No, I do not think anyone in Russia is. I, I think this emboldens Russia. Right. They look at this and they say, well, I mean, this guy, we're really going to be scared of this guy. I really do think that is a major problem we're dealing with right now. Um, and I, I watching all these gaffes every day, I had to come up with a way to mentally categorize them. Mm-hmm. So we came up with the Joe Biden um, tr- triangle of, uh, of the gaff, the gaff triangle of okay. emotions. Gaff okay. emotion, I can't remember. Okay. The name right. of it. Every, it's a triangle. What's it's at a the triangle. Top? So you have at the top, you have a scary Scary. Okay. Okay. Because sometimes you watch one of these clips. You got this is scary. Right. We could be in World War Three tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes at the bottom, I think the bottom right mm-hmm. is um, is uh, sad. Sad. Right. Because okay. yeah. sometimes you watch a Joe Biden clip, and you're like, just like, God, this sad. is so sad. Yes. Look at this poor guy. And then the bottom left of the part of the triangle is funny. Because okay. sometimes you watch a Joe Biden gaff, uh, gaff, and you're just like, this is hilarious. Right. Like the, and. Occasionally, occasionally you'll get all three yeah, yeah. If, if right in the center of the triangle would yeah. be all three you yeah. both think it's funny scary and, and sad. sad all at the same time <laughs> in equal portions yeah but most of them i've noticed usually lean one way or another like that one is not funny at all at all i don't find that to be funny at, at all. all i find it to be sad and scary yeah and so and i think equal parts yeah. i think if it become that line now becomes between sad and scary it becomes you know the scales of justice right it equal it is equally as sad because you look at it and go oh my gosh i feel so bad why is his why is his family doing this this is so bad and then you're like yeah but the Russians are watching this. This this could get us all killed. Right. This is terrifying. 
it really is a just absolutely <sighs> bizarre circumstance because look we've had presidents that have given us funny material before oh, right yeah, yeah, saturday night live back in the day with gerald ford who didn't fall a george lot george w bush, george I'm, w. bush. I, let me uh, just look um, uh, you know that was great stuff bill clinton would, right. would come on all the time and, and and do creepy things that he yeah. and it was funny and you know donald trump had plenty of funny moments he in his presidency hysterical. this is totally in a different world and you know what you know what donald trump was both hysterical there's only it's only a straight line yeah hysterical to scary you know what i mean that was the, those are the polar opposites there were times and you would sit like when he was with with north korea yeah with you were Jong-un. like mm-hmm. that's funny he's calling him you know the you know the fat short guy that's kind of funny although that could lead to us being vaporized you know what i mean <laughs> yeah right you know but he on that scale he knew where he was, I think. That's the biggest difference, I think, between Trump. Because, look, Trump said things that were, uh, at times... Uh, scary as hell. Scary as hell. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, saying that, you know, going after... I mean, he says himself, he says when he had the situation with Russia and there was problems in Ukraine, he told them he was going to bomb Moscow. Yeah. This is what Donald Trump says he told yeah. Vladimir Putin. Now, he told, he, I think he told me about Mao, or not Mao, uh, 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 Z. Who's he? Uh, yeah, he was, he said, uh, <laughs> you know, if you take Taiwan, I take Beijing. Right. And again, you know? like, you could look at that and say, holy crap, that could enter us into a conflict we do not want a part of. Right. On the other hand, there, Donald Trump had a way about him in which he was doing these things intentionally, Look, the, and he thought he had a way, and it seemed to prove to be true, yeah. to, to deal with these foreign dictators that had a, and, a, 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 a bizarre mindset that the average American probably doesn't understand. And it's because, I think, he did business in New York. Do you remember watching- And around the world. Yeah. Do you remember watching the Trump buildings going up in New York? Mm-hmm. And they'd be like- They'd be done before you finished a sandwich. Right. And you were like, how did that happen? You know, everybody else, it'll be done in seven and a half years. He I, literally in five years built, I think it was five massive skyscrapers, <laughs> changed the highway and had it run under his skyscrapers and built a park there as well. He got all of that done. Okay, and you're you're going. This guy has got to be the shadiest guy. He who? How does he get that done? Who does he have to pay off? Who's at the bottom of the river with concrete shoes? You know, how do you get that done? <laughs> now we know it's because people believe that he's just crazy enough to do it. Yeah, and he's not. He's not doing anything illegal. This guy has been investigated by every global oh. intelligence agency and you haven't found anything oh. on this guy there's such a sad story in the new york times today about this what it's so it's so i actually felt bad is it in the them. triangle is here, here, it scary is, sad this would be in funny the, i think in the sad part but also so, sort of funny okay all okay, right okay this is the headline likelihood of trump indictment in manhattan fades as grand jury wraps up the investigation continues, but new signs have emerged that charges against former President Trump are unlikely to occur in the foreseeable future, if ever. Like, <laughs> I feel like they're going to cry. 
<laughs> like, what if this guy just didn't do anything? Is that a, is that something you maybe, I don't know, consider? Maybe he didn't commit a crime, which is why he's not you, going to be I, indicted? I tell you, and I've told him this to his face. I thought, there's no way, Don, you have done, you've no way you build those buildings that fast and get all that done without like at least a payoff to the mob. You know what I mean? It's New York for the love of Pete. You can't have a slice of pizza without, hey, I think maybe a little bit needs to go to Vito. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, and there's nothing. There's nothing. Well, it's funny because he has a, a, a bizarre combination that I think is jarring to people at times. Yeah. Uh, of real aggressiveness and sometimes anger and uh, and I'm I'm going to do whatever I want. You're not going to stop me. And the opposite. Like, remember, part of the Kim Jong-un story is him calling him his friend. I know. And saying like and taking this guy who is an absolute, you know, hermit <laughs> and, and embracing him. Right. There was it wasn't just it started with I'm going to make you explode and then turn into this guy's a great guy. We hang out all the time. Yeah. And like neither one of those is the right thing to the average person to say. Or I think Donald Trump, too. Yeah. And I think he but I think he knows he is he is intentionally playing these fringes as uh, as a, a negotiating tactic and has been doing it since his real estate days. He utilized it often to great effect through his presidency. And so. While at times he says things that make people feel uncomfortable, we all know he's doing it on purpose. But see, here's the thing. Here's the here's the honest to God truth. He is the prime example of something that I have tried to live my life by because somebody um, when I was young gave me this axiom in business and I absolutely believe it to be true. And it's easy for me to do now. Um, and you know, since I, since I stopped drinking, it's very easy. Don't make threats, make promises. So when you're negotiating for something, yeah, it's going to be this, or I'm not going to do it. Uh, well, okay, well, let's do this and this. No, it's that, or I'm not going to do it mm-hmm. and, and be okay with walking away. Walk, with walk if away. They say no, you yep. walk away and you just make people promises look you do this i'll do that Mm -hmm. and that's just the way it is and no hard feelings and people don't know how to react to that because you get this reputation and i believe i have the same kind of reputation in business where they're like that son of a bitch might be crazy enough just to do that Mm -hmm. right yeah Um, yeah we call you that all the time yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. it's like he's just um and that is such an advantage he donald trump is the prime example of that where he will just say to people and this is why he built the trump tower and i've told this story but it's one of my favorite stories of all time let alone the best donald trump story donald trump goes in you have to buy the air rights not just the land in manhattan you have to buy up as well and if you own a building and you have a lot of money you can not only buy up above your building, but you can buy across. So you can buy the air rights over other buildings as well. Mm-hmm. So Tiffany's been there forever, has lots of money. They wanted to make sure that it that Fifth Avenue did not have these big skyscrapers. So they bought all of the air rights. Donald Trump buys this space, this old decrepit building um, on the next block. 
and he doesn't have the air rights. And he tells his architect, build the most beautiful, wonderful, spacious, golden building you could possibly. <laughs> right. OK. Yeah. And and so he's working on that. And he says, oh, I've got a meeting next week. I want you to uh, draw up a four story monstrosity. I mean, the ugliest thing you could possibly imagine. And uh, is this Donald Trump with a cold? Yeah. What is this? Don't you ever notice okay. that he always kind of he kind of sounds a little plugged up sometimes. <laughs> um, but anyway, he so uh, uh, he is uh, uh, he goes to Tiffany's. Presents this is a beautiful building. It's great. It's beautiful. You're going to love it. And Tiffany says, yeah, it's beautiful, but we own the air rights and we don't want big buildings here. I knew you'd say that. Rolls the other one out. I'm just going to make you a promise. If you don't, I'm going to build this monstrosity. <laughs> and he had the deal. He left them. He had the deal by the time he got back to the office. So he told them he was going to make an ugly building, which would ruin their neighborhood, their beautiful just, neighborhood. It'd be horrid. And, and instead, they were like, okay, build the tall build skyscraper the tall that's one. beautiful. And the reason why they did it is because they thought he just might do it. He might do it. And the same thing with Beijing. You tell President Xi that, he laughs. Okay? At first, Xi laughed at that. And Donald Trump just looked at him. No, I'm serious. Now, whether he was or not, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But neither did the president of China. The, I can guarantee you at that moment, the president of China went, this son of a bitch just might do that. You know what I mean? Let's not screw around. Right. With this guy. Well, how are we treating Putin? They right. He looks at this and says, well, look what just happened in Afghanistan. This guy. I mean, just this, the, the wild swings of energy with with Joe Biden, where sometimes he's out there and he looks kind of normal and, and, and speaking normally. And then other times it's like this kleptocracy clip where he can't he looks like he might in the middle of the world uh, word fall asleep. I mean, he looks like, seriously, he may just keel over and go take a nap in the middle of a word. You know, they were they were jacking um, John F. Kennedy during the Cuban Missile Crisis. I mean, they were screwing with his the, his chemical balance. Saying medically, they were like medically mm -hmm. because he was in so much pain. He needed so many steroids. Then he also needed painkillers. They were injecting him during the Cuban Missile Crisis. And um uh, Jackie O actually had to come out and say, no, 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 it's it's nothing. He's just in a I, I can't remember. It's allergies. It's allergies that is really causing all of this. No, it was the steroids and he was flying off the handle. You know, you get very aggressive. And so it was kind of like, oh, no, no. is this a steroid talking or is this a president talking? You know, because they've done this to so many presidents, you know, they've got to be Jack B12. Yeah, right. They're just giving him B12. I can guarantee you they've jacked with, you know, give him something or give me something. The president would say to get me going, charge my system, go inject me with whatever is legal to get me to get me going. Because that's the only thing it can understand. How does he go from? Yeah, he seems to be functioning to this is a frail old man that could 
break a hip just standing there. And we know it's legal because where would he have any access to illegal drugs? Not like he has anyone in his Amen, family. Who could any. Let me t- <laughs> tell you about the Tuttle Twins. Today is your last day to get the Tuttle Twins and the creature from Jekyll Island for free. A while back, I asked the publishers to make it available. All you pay for is shipping. The book is so important, at least to me, because this explains the Fed. It'll only explain it to your kids, but I, I really think 95% of Americans will learn a ton from this book, no matter what age you are. Um, but it's all about inflation and the Fed, otherwise known as the creature from Jekyll Island. You can get it free, but today is your last day. You just pay for shipping. Uh, go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. This is the last chance to get this free book for your family. It is critical that your family understands inflation, the Fed, and money printing, and all of that. This will put them on the right path. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10-second station ID. Hey, you know who's not on a disinformation list or banned from Twitter? Who's that? Uh, the uh, Supreme Leader Ali Khamenei. Um, you know, from uh, from Iran mm. uh, yesterday on the front page of the paper, he, he um, you know, he he wrote an op ed that Hitler was smarter and more courageous than European leaders because he knew what to do with the Jews. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, you'll find mm. this online. There's nobody censoring this. Mm. The logic that Hitler showed by expelling them from Germany is that he's smarter and more courageous than all the European leaders. Hitler expelled the Jews and European countries live by ransom and confirm the myth of the Holocaust. Uh, they look for an excuse for their cowardice and humiliation. Otherwise, if they knew the Jews as the Ukrainian blue eyed immigrants, even in the words and slogans, they would keep them among themselves and free them from this misery and anxiety. Um, they're corrupt. They corrupt the earth. Their scholars are involved in distortion, usury, fornication and killing the prophet. And also they they do murder people. Um, so that was um, that was on the front page of the Iranian uh, state newspaper. I am going to tweet this out uh, as knowing disinformation. Now, I wonder if I will be censored, even though the newspaper and the Ayatollah is never censored for that. This is is dangerous disinformation. It's actually malinformation if you want to use the correct terminology for DS, uh, DHS. Will they stop this? Absolutely not. Back in a minute. The Glenn Back Program. So your car broke down. That's a problem. Uh, here's how you fix it. You're going to take uh, you know money out of your wallet. Um, in fact, just take your wallet out, remove all the money and the uh, credit cards and just throw it at the car. If that doesn't work, you might want to, before your car breaks down, um, get car shield. Because the other option is after you've done that, you go to the ATM machine and you just take out more cash and throw that at the car. CarShield.com slash back right now. Millions of drivers have been helped by CarShield. And what is what's remarkable is if your car goes into the shop, 
it could be a very long time before it's fixed. If it's missing a chip or something like that, how much is that rental car alone going to cost you, let alone the fixing of your car? That's where CarShield comes in. CarShield.com slash back. They have coast-to-coast roadside assistance. They help you with a rental car. Um, they have trip reimbursement, and they just cut the check directly to whoever's fixing it. So you are you just fix the car, please. CarShield.com slash back. Save 10% now on your plan. 800-391-8888. CarShield.com slash back. And BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save off your subscription to Blaze TV. You know, Stu, I was just thinking about that triangle, you know, the Biden triangle, where scary is up at the top, sad is in the uh, bottom uh, right-hand corner, and then funny is on the other. I was thinking that for other presidents, that would be a square, because he would also have good. Right. There, yeah, there's no... <laughs> there's no... There's no place for a good there, comment. There is, there's not... <laughs> there's nothing that he has said that you're like, okay, well, that's good. That's going to be good for us. Yeah. The Joe Biden gaff triangle of emotion does yeah, not have an opportunity for a positive for, comment. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Mm. Uh, all right. I want to uh, bring in a, a friend of the program, Lisa Booth. She is now the host of the podcast, The Truth, with Lisa Booth. Uh, and uh, this is uh, from Fox News Channel. She's a Fox News Channel uh, contributor. And are we, we going to find your podcast on the Fox News Channel? Or, no, not Fox News, but iHeart, and it's launching uh, this Monday, May 2nd. My first guest is Governor Ron DeSantis, who's my governor, because I fled the communist state wow. of New York <laughs> and moved to the state of Florida, and I could not be happier. <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. That's fantastic. I it was 40 minutes, so and, and we got into you know, all the important issues. Could yeah. you, did you ask him the most important issue? Why will he not come on the Glenn Beck program? <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I wish we had this conversation before I interviewed him, and yeah. I would have. So yeah, I did not. I'm yeah. sorry. I failed you. <laughs> so what did you learn from, from him? So what I wanted to do was, one, you know, we got into a lot of the, the cultural, cultural issues. We talked about some of this transgender stuff that is happening, his yeah. fight with Disney. I talked to him about... I mean, you looked at that Rasmussen poll, I'm sure you saw it, where 51% of Biden supporters actually supported putting people who weren't vaccinated in designated facilities. 29% of Democrats supported taking the kids away from parents who aren't vaccinated. So I asked him, how close were we and how close are we to this becoming a reality? And so I, I got into a lot of that stuff with him, but I also wanted to get into the human side of Governor Ron DeSantis. So we spent time talking about fatherhood, mm-hmm. his push for his push for fatherhood in Florida to get father, fathers to step up, be accountable. We talked about his wife, his marriage. And so we got into, you know, sort of the nuts and bolts of how he thinks who he is. And so I, I wanted to kind of get a different side of him than, you know, people might see on TV, you know, in that 40 minute interview where I sat down next to him and, you know, got into all this stuff with him. So I, it, it's really interesting. I love I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that his wife is doing better now. She was, you know, um, uh, going through cancer treatments, but so glad that she is uh, doing better because I think she's the key to him. She is more conservative than he is. I mean, she is, you know, you grow up and you're around um you know, communism, you kind of get it. 
pretty quickly. And from everything I've heard, she is just she is she is, uh, you know, a combination of, of Ronald Reagan and uh, I don't know, Mussolini, maybe a little bit uh, where she is just like, <laughs> this is not happening. And I love that because I think that uh, the, a lot of times the spouse throws people off track. Well, and I've had the chance of meeting her a few times, and, and she is lovely. She's all the things. She's so smart, just a really amazing woman. And so I was joking around with him. I was like, you know, I've had the chance of meeting her. She's awesome. And I was like, well, I guess that's why you married her. Yeah. And then we both started, you know, laughing about that because, uh, you know, and, and I asked him because there's this rumor that she's his most trusted advisor, that she's really the person he leans Good. into the most in politics. We get into that conversation. So there, it's just, it's a different side of him than, you know, people get typically with TV. So I really encourage everyone, anywhere you get your podcast, uh, you can go on iHeartRadio app, wherever else, the truth with Lisa Booth. It's such an amazing conversation. You don't want to minute, miss it with Governor Ron DeSantis. And then Thursday, I have an interview with Steve Bannon coming out. So it's going to be a banger week, a huge week, and just really interesting stuff. I hope everyone loves it. And what are you approaching uh, Bannon with? Well, I, he's brilliant. You know, I mean, this, I mean, you know this, Glenn. He's just so smart. And so we really talk about, you know, he was sort of, one of the guys in 2016 that was really pushing this realignment in the Republican Party that we see now, where now the Democrat Party is becoming the party of the coastal elites. It's that headline we saw last year with AOC. AOC illegally parks her $60,000 Tesla outside of Whole Foods, right? Like, right. that's today's left, you know? And the right has really become this party of the working class, which is why you're seeing this growing momentum of Hispanics moving towards Republicans and just this, you know, the change in the two parties. And so I really get into that uh, at the beginning with him of asking him about, you know, his role in that, why that was important to him. You know, he grew up in a Democrat family, a working class Democrat family, uh, and now, of course, is a conservative. And and so we sort of get into that as well. Um, And just big picture immigration, not just, you know, what we're seeing, but what's the impact when you have millions of people in your country who don't share your value to you know, don't believe in the rule of law, who, who don't believe in our culture. Like, what does that do to a society? So sort of just, the, you know, trying to get into some of these deeper issues as opposed to just some of the surface level stuff that, you know, people are talking about. So when you talk to him, uh, ask about the uh, the difference between big T traditionalist and small T traditionalist. He's a he's a capital T traditionalist. Uh, and that is a scary, scary thing. And most people just look at that and say, Oh, he believes in traditional values. That's small T. Uh, and he just wants a return to whatever. Um, traditionalists uh, it is a, something brand new, and it's quite terrifying, actually. And he is a big believer in it. Well, you know, I, I think there's a whole host of things going on in our country that, you know, are, are concerning. And so the, the what I want to do with my podcast is just, you know, I think we're sort of figuring out right now, especially after COVID. I mean, Glenn, you saw it. Like, it's sort of scary how close and how susceptible America is to tyranny. Well, look, I don't think this wasn't. Sorry. No, I was, no, go ahead. Finish. No, I was just going to say, you know, I'm 37 years old. I don't think I ever realized just, you know, how close we are to stuff like that in America. I mean, you just you just sort of always believe that like freedom is here and we're always going to be a free country. And and that's not the case. So the point of my podcast and and what I want to do with it is just have some of these deeper conversations to try to figure out like 
who are we as Americans right now? Like, what do we believe as a country? What are we fighting for? You know, you you said something really um, important. How close were we or are we because of COVID with this ministry of truth that the DHS is putting together? It takes one emergency and that thing has teeth and you lose all your rights. I mean, you cannot have the government be the decider of what's true and not because the press was set up to challenge the power, challenge the government. How can you have the government say to the press this you can report and this you cannot report if you want to be free? You can't. Well, and it also just shows that the left has no regard for our Constitution or anything that this country is supposed to value, because I thought the whole point of the First Amendment was to protect us against the governor or against the government, to protect our speech or ability to speak out and speak freely against the government. And here you look at the abuse of power that they're trying to win. I mean, they had the DOJ going after parents. And we know the left. I mean, this is a party that is not afraid to wield government powers and abuse their opponents. We saw this with Obama using the IRS to target conservatives. Mm-hmm. We saw them spying on reporters. Yep. We saw what they did with the FBI and the DOJ going after Trump in a baseless investigation and then basically, you know, giving Hillary Clinton and her team a pass for, you know, breaking their phones with hammers and deleting government evidence, right? So, like, we know what they're capable of. So this is not just small ball stuff. And, of course, they don't care about disinformation. They're the purveyors of lies. This is about stifling any opposition, controlling society, power, uh, making sure there's no daylight or accountability for what they're doing. That's what it's about. And that's why it's so scary. And it's housed with the DHS. They think we're terrorists. I know it is. It's it's so bizarre as the media was the the biggest um, siren on agencies like the DHS and saying, you know, after 9-11, they're going to spy on us. They're going to, you know, make people disappear, blah, blah, blah. They were clear on the dangers that that organization could um, uh, could pose. They happen to be more right, I think, than than I was at the time on the dangers of the Patriot Act and everything else. Um, and and now they now that they have control of that agency now they don't care it was never about rights it was never about anything other than power well 100 percent. and i you know i've just i've gone through you know personally and politically sort of this awakening over the past few years really starting with trump and you know trump really exposing a lot of this stuff was happening in government you know with the fbi doj spying on him that abuse of power with the government and then Kavanaugh having the left be have the audacity of basically accusing a father of two and a husband of gang rape. If they're willing to do that to him for political purposes, then they're willing to destroy anyone for political purposes. And then COVID and just seeing how the left doesn't care. They have no regard for just destroying lives, uh, you know, shutting people down, locking people down, destroying, you know, small businesses, things that people have worked their entire lives for or have been passed down in their families. Just no regard for life, liberty, or anything. And so I've just gone through this awakening of sort of realizing what we are up against. And then you look at that polling, as I mentioned originally with Rasmussen. I mean, these people literally, I didn't get the vaccine. They would have put me in a camp if they were able to do so. I mean, that's for real, right? And then now we've got what's going on at the DHS with the Ministry of Truth. So, like, I am awake. (laughs) And I I think a lot of other conservatives are. I know you've been and you are. And, you know, it's, 
this is serious stuff. And yeah. so it, it, it's scary where we are right now as a yeah. country. We are literally at, at war. It's just a cold war. Um, but we are at war with ourselves in this country. Lisa Booth, she is the host of The Truth with Lisa Booth. You can find it uh, through iHeartMedia, wherever you get your podcast. iHeart's Truth with Lisa Booth. And it premieres with Ron DeSantis on uh, on Monday. Monday, yep. Thank I'm you. glad I'm a big fan of yours, so I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. And don't let Stu ever talk you out of that. <laughs> <laughs> he tried, but I know. I know. You're not supposed to tell him. I know. Lisa, thank you so much. God bless. <laughs> let me tell you about uh, Goldline. Uh, what do you do with inflation like this? See, here's the problem. Your dollar is going to lose, well, if you measure it the way that we used to in the 80s, uh, your dollar is going to lose 17 cents this year. Okay? 17 cents. That's pretty remarkable. Pretty remarkable. It's going to lose more and more. So if you just keep your dollar... That money is going to buy less and less and less by the end of the year. So you want to buy something that holds its value, an asset. And that's what gold or silver, that's why it is a hedge against inflation, because it will hold its value. It's not going to you know, go down 17% you know, as the dollar goes down. The new Benjamin Franklin Silver Round is something that I have helped uh, design. I think they were printed by the Canadian Mint. They're absolutely beautiful. It's Benjamin Franklin on the front, and on the back is the, the idea of the seal that he proposed for the United States. And it is the pillar of fire and Pharaoh in the closing waters of the Red Sea with Moses. It's truly remarkable. Solid silver, um, they sell out every single week. They're minting more right now. If you call in and say that I sent you, you're going to receive a Mind Your Business bar with every purchase that includes the silver Benjamin Franklin rounds. The more you buy, the more you get for free. Goldline is doing this right now. Find out how to get started. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. The Glenn Back Program. This is the Glenn Beck program. So I uh, found out something really exciting about the uh, about the woman is running the um, Department of Homeland Security disinformation desk. OK. OK. Mm-hmm. Uh, she apparently uh, was a uh, wannabe Broadway. I can't say wannabe Broadway. Well, no, she wanted to be a Broadway star. It seems uh, that way. Yeah, yes. Yeah. She's right got her down. little funny song about disinformation that we saw uh, mm. has been making the rounds. Mm. Now there's a new clip out of her mm. blathering about I, just Glenn. I can't. There's nothing I hate more than the fake Broadway thing. You know, that thing. So, wait a minute. You don't like Broadway. Well, I don't. I wouldn't say I like Broadway. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, or right. musicals okay. or shows like All this right. anyway. But like I can. 
I, I, you know, they're not. You my can thing. live. I can get in a it. world <laughs> where that exists. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I got That's it. That's a I got great it. way of yeah, describing it. I can it. live in the world that in, includes Broadway. Yes. Got it. Okay. I might not walk into the theater right. often, but I'm <laughs> right. okay Forever. living in a world where it exists. Right. Okay. The person who's bad at Broadway, but has seen Broadway enough times to try to simulate it and is really bad at it. <laughs> right. I can't live in a world where that exists. You can't do nope, that. Nope, can't no. do that. <laughs> it, it really is not okay. Right. It's okay. not okay. And you know, I'm not typically for heavy handed government action, but right. in this but case, <laughs> you want you know, all people that want to be Broadway stars that could never do it. Right. But they've seen a lot of it yep. and it's their dream. And they keep and so trying they to just, simulate it poorly. They just publicly. hack at it. Yes. Yeah. I would just like them at least removed from the nation. Now, they can go to a sunny <laughs> right. uh, a sunny island mm. somewhere else. But so would they, they would not... Would they fall into domestic terrorist category? Or I what would category? Think, look, if we get control of this panel, you know what? Somebody else gets elected and this thing exists, point, yeah. appoint me head. Yeah. And the first thing I do with the disinformation board yeah. is uh, excommunicate all people who attempt what she does. Wow. Because it, she's terrible at it and she thinks she's cute do you and have funny a little and bit talented. Of it, Sarah? No. Uh-uh. And it's just, it's agonizing. Yeah. There's just something about it that really like gets under my skin in a mm-hmm. weird way you know a lot of guys some for some strange reason mm-hmm. do not like broadway I, i've noticed this yeah now it's not a problem you have no it's you not a problem seem i have. to like it but i do bit. appreciate mm-hmm. the fact that a lot of people it drives them out of it, their uh, mind and just... i use that from time to time it's a very effective tool if you don't you know if you don't mind mm-hmm. it Oh, oh yeah, you could just. Hey, yeah, I can uh, get under Stu's skin like that. Oh, yes, you can. You know, the Phantom of the Opera <laughs> yes. is ah! uh, crazy. And because I could never do it as I hack at it, oh. he wants to kill me. <laughs> this is the Glenn Beck Program.